everyone. Welcome to Spiritual Side Note. This is Haley and Shay. Welcome to our dining room. I almost said living room, but it's connected to our living room. Full disclosure, we kind of quit recording in the closet a few weeks ago. Oh, you're telling them. I am. <laughs> closet was getting really hot in the summer, and it's turning into winter here pretty soon. And it'll be real cold. So I think we've like disclosed that before that we were doing it at a table at one point, but yeah, that's where we are tonight. We're sitting at our table. We just put our kids to bed. One of them is asleep. He was super hungry and super angry. Uh, he screams because he wants me a lot. And tonight he was screaming and we thought it's because he wanted mommy. Daddy sent him down and he crawled right past me to the animal crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Rather hysterical. Rather hysterical indeed. Um, do you have any Athelia quotes for us this Oh, evening? I was going to ask you that. Because I feel like you always have them off the top of your head. Um, I did write one down yesterday. Do you have one? Because I can't think of any. Like, she has so many funny things that she says. Well, she's just getting so comical lately that I feel like I almost need to write everything down. Um, She likes to pretend to drive right now in the car. Mm. So she was sitting in the driver's seat. She had buckled herself up, and she can't reach anything but the steering wheel, and she'll just turn it all the way to one side and then <laughs> all the way to the other. And we were sitting in the Costco parking lot. I had taken her out to the car before Shay and Hagen were done. So she's sitting in the car driving, and she goes, am I, like, actually driving? And I said, no. She goes, yeah, that would be dangerous. Because <laughs> she can't see anything, like, can't see where she's going. But it was just so matter of a fact. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, that would be dangerous. That would be dangerous. <laughs> yes, it would. I would not want any three-year-old driving. So there's an Athelia quote for you from yesterday. It's a fresh one. That is a good one. That's funny. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, speaking of kids, it is the best, most humbling job I've ever experienced in my life. Mm. Um, being a parent is wonderful, but it is so humbling. It just helps me to meet myself and the frail human that I am, I think. Like, it just shows me how dependent I really am on God to give me grace and peace and patience and to strip selfishness from me and make me selfless and like a servant who's truly serving out of love and not out of obligation or um, with a complaint in hand. And I'm segueing that way because tonight we wanted to talk about humility. And I think this role as mom is one of the most humbling things I've experienced. Um, yeah. So anyway, that just pops to mind immediately mm. when I think about humility and one yeah. of the ways that God teaches me that every day is as a mom and not just because I need peace and patience a lot, but because my kids teach me a lot. Like mm. it's phenomenal to me to watch a child grow. So anyway, um, what would you like to talk about with humility tonight? Like where do you want to start? Um, <clears throat> I mean, the first thought that I had was just the, all the different things we've been having conversation around in the, in that you are learning. That does make sense. <laughs> All the conversations we've been having around what you're learning in the area of humility. Mm, okay. And um, so that was that was one of the first things that I thought about. Any particular jumping off point I can start at that you've thought about? Nope. Hmm. Great. Humility hurts. Mm. <laughs> like, it's so good. Um, because pride comes before a fall. But the humble God exalts. 
And what's crazy is when you're humble or when you learn to act in humility, you don't care if God's exalting you because you've realized it's not about you. But humility, I think, is hugely tied to selflessness, to rightly ordering your life, putting God first, because to be humble means you realize your your true place. Like pride is to, um, I just read this. Where did I read this? It's to assign something to yourself that's not true. Hmm. Or like to believe this lie about yourself. Interesting. Um, and that started to rewrite a different kind of framework for humility for me, where I'm like, oh man, what kind of pride have I lived in? Like what things have I attributed or assigned to myself that aren't true? Hmm. Um, or what kind of lies have I believed? Or um, even what have I wished was true? That's just not so I don't even really I don't know where to like specifically pinpoint things because I feel like this lesson of humility has been painted across my life the last four to six weeks uh yeah probably closer to six weeks probably yeah um I feel like we've brought this up in a podcast a few weeks ago just maybe in a short way um specifically talking about denying yourself and picking up your cross daily and following Jesus. Mm. Um, I feel like humility has been tied to that for me lately because to deny yourself means, excuse me, to be choosing humility, to be choosing to see yourself in your rightful place, which is at the foot of the cross before a mighty God who is everything. And to recognize that I'm truly nothing without him and I have nothing without him. Um, and for me lately, too, it's just accepting how limited my capacity actually is. And to others, that might seem great, right? Mm-hmm. Like, wow, you have a big capacity to be able to do X, Y, Z. But to me, it feels s- small compared to what I wish I was able to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Like when I see people who are able to foster and adopt multiple children or they can birth 12 children or they can um, work full time and be a very intentional parent with um, six hobbies on the side or, you know, whatever it yeah. might be, or be able to go on all these like friendships and have all these intentional relationships and just recognizing that my capacity to be able to do the things I wish I could do is actually quite small. And that's been mm-hmm. super humbling to me that um, my capacity to be able to choose peace and patience is really small. Like I I need the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit in me to do that. Um, mostly with my children who are amazing, but um, they bring me to the end of myself every day because I'm a highly irritable person, like with noises and interruptions. And allowing God to strip that from me is really hard to like meet your flesh where you have to kill it sucks because it hurts, not sucks because like, wow, this sucks, but it just hurts to do. Um, but it is the most freeing freedom I've ever lived in is to truly put myself in the rightful places. Um, God's servant and therefore the servant of others. And loving them first and putting them above myself, even my toddler who, you know, to me, like, it's important to do all these things, like, even if that's just processing by myself for like five minutes. Um, and then the constant noise of like, mommy and all the things. And when I respond out of a shortness, because I want time to be able to do this for myself, even if it's just thinking 
or I want to be able to get this done without interruption just brings me right back to like, wow, I just, I have lived a very selfish life. And I believe God has done amazing things inside of me. And I believe every good and perfect thing is from him. And I don't mean to say these things as like an overarching, like, wow, I'm a horrible person. Mm. I don't mean it like that. I've just been shocked at how selfish I have lived my life. Um, as God has just brought more and more things to the surface the last few weeks. But in that, shown me his goodness and his glory, like how he has loved me and been consistent and given me grace and forgiveness and slowly taken me to places of transformation. Like it's highlighted his goodness. I don't feel like self-deprecating. I feel like celebratory of how God has rescued me Mm. um, and even kept me protected in spaces where I feel like I was really selfish. And I honestly think sometimes I'm realizing how many consequences of being selfish I'm still living in. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I feel like that's, um, overarches a lot of different things without a lot of like tangible examples of how I've been experiencing this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And humility, like we've talked about so often is, feels like almost like the baseline characteristic of everything with the Christian walk mm-hmm. that like we have to remain humble in order to put others first in order to deny ourselves and recognize that there's a God who knows what's best for us and we have to surrender or even just like submitting ourselves as um, slave servant child mm-hmm. to God. Um, and that is all of that is, utilizing humility, recognizing our place before God, our sinning before God, that he is God and we are not. Um, and there's, there seems to be like a current movement in at least the American church of like the elevation of man. Mm. Um, and on, on one hand, I think there's a goodness to it in the sense of like, God created man and God like elevated man and said we were the best thing that he ever created. Um, And so there needs to be a rightful view of humanity and of man as the image bearers of God. But it almost feels like we're celebrating more of the creation than the creator um, at times. And so just like making sure that um, while there is an honoring of what God's created in me, um, it is always first and only ever God first, like that he is the one who is to be celebrated. Um, he is the ultimate, he's what it's all about. Like the very fact that I am created is a testament of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And so like just making sure that like there is this balance, like even sometimes in our um, culture um, worship songs, like there's a lot of songs that speak to humanity and mm-hmm. And just like making sure like, but it's about God. Like we need to be worshiping God. Um, And that's why like I love different songs that just talk about like theology that just talk about who God is. Because again, it's our humility is our rightful place before God. Um, And so we need to recognize that in the glory that we give him that he's due. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm not saying that songs about humanity are, are bad, but... Um, just not to elevate humanity above God. Mm-hmm. And not just in words, but I think sometimes the amount of 
time we think about ourselves is what is elevating us above God in our own minds. Mm. Even if that's like a self-deprecating focusing on myself, that's still a pride. Like I'm, I'm attributing more to myself than I ought. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that was really the definition of pride. I, read. I can't remember, but whether I'm attributing all this time to myself or people's thoughts about me to me or whatever it might be. when I'm thinking about myself, I, I naturally want to say more often than my desire is to think about God always, but I am a human and I'm not going to do that perfectly. But if I'm thinking of myself more than I'm thinking of others or even God, like included in that, then I would say like that is me elevating myself. Interesting, which I feel like so, I still do a lot. So you just said your desire is to think of God only. Right. What, like, do, you, what do you mean by that? Because obviously that he would be my focus first and foremost, oh, okay. like that out of my focus on him would flow everything that I do. Gotcha. That would include my love for people. Hmm but really starts with me accepting his love and loving who he's made me to be and then loving people. Um, but so like really everything filtering out of that focus, but often gotcha. I feel like I make decisions filtered out of a focus on me. Like yeah. um, I'm with surrender and truth. I'm doing this less and less, but almost like making decisions out of like, well, how can I say this? So it puts me in the best light or, mm. um, how can I make a friend or so that I feel not so lonely or mm. how can I <laughs> parent this in a way that will reflect well on me later? Mm. Just like focusing on me first instead yeah. of on, on God first and, and only quote mm -hmm. only so that my life is ordered rightly. Yeah. This is not exactly what you're talking about, but I feel like it's parallel. Um, one of the things I've caught myself doing and I've tried to stop doing is asking God if something's okay. Um, mm. Like, it, let's say um, there was something I wanted to purchase. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something random. But um, let's say there's something I was to purchase and it was a couple hundred dollars. A, a new tattoo. I want to get a new tattoo. Um, rather than being like, God, I really want this. Is it okay if I get it? Like, that feels like it's starting in the wrong place. Mm. Like starting with God, like you've blessed us. It's about you. You've, <clears throat> you've provided everything. You are everything. Do you want me to have this tattoo? Mm. And like trying to orient out of that. And I don't know, maybe God does or doesn't care about um, if I have a tattoo on my body or not. I think he cares about like how I spend my finances or the motives behind the tattoo. Like, I think he cares about those things. I just don't know if he cares about the tangible act of it, if it's, if I have one. Um, but even that just feels like more of a humble ask mm. or a humble approach rather than like, God, I want this. Can I please have it? Like, God, do you want this for my life? Um, and just trying to, trying to start those conversations in that way rather than from the me focused approach of I want this so can I have it but I want what you want God so mm -hmm. what do you want me to have in this area yeah that's good that's good um what about you you've brought up more than once I think during this podcast um in different episodes that you've been learning about humility over the last few years mm -hmm. um and I feel like you've even said that on the flip side by saying you struggle with pride. Yeah. 
so what do you what do you want to share about what you've been learning about humility um man uh i think one of the biggest things that i've learned is that like i had going back to your definition of pride which i think is really good um attributing things that you ought not to yourself is that yeah okay um that i thought i was awesome at different things like i just thought i was made differently in a way um not that i would be great at everything but there would be certain things that i'd be really good at um and i also struggle with like learning things or picking up things or doing things like first try right away. So I struggled with like sticking with things. Like I remember with guitar, like I loved playing guitar in high school on our worship band. Um, but I just kind of learned the, the probably eight total chords that I needed to play in different progressions, um, hmm. to be on the worship team. And that was kind of it. And every time I tried to learn something, like I would ask guys who knew how to play guitar, I was like, where do, where do I need to start? Like I've kind of learned backwards, like rather than learning scales or music theory, like I just learned the eight chords to play. Um, and I would try and then I'd give up because I didn't pick it up very quickly or I didn't figure it out right away. Um, and I just noticed a pattern of that mm-hmm. um, in my um, teenage years and early 20s of doing those things of not persevering Hmm. through stuff. Um, And I think it was because I had this expectation that I would just be really good at stuff or Hmm. really good at a few things. Um, And the humility that I think I've been learning is that like, I'm just, I'm not that, like I'm not God's gift to humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I never actually thought that, but that was a little bit of the attitude or the demeanor, I think, of which I approach life, that, like, people would just want to be around me. People would just want my thoughts. People would just want me to hire me. People would just want... And don't get me wrong, God's blessed me in some incredible ways. Like, I've I've been... I mean, this is a silly example, but it was because I talked the hired thing. Like, I got hired at a couple jobs almost, like, right off the bat because I stood out from peers other peers and whatnot and so like there are things that like god has blessed me with in those but it wasn't about like me being amazing um and i've just really been learning um honestly to learn and Mm. that's um that's something that like i love learning things that i don't know about but Mm. when i think i should know something about that it bothers me when i learn something Mm. so for example i'm a pastor i'm a youth pastor so when i learn something or hear about something in the area of youth ministry um rather than getting excited be like i didn't know this this is brilliant we need to do this i just get mad i get mad at myself like why didn't i know that like i'm a youth pastor i should know that i'm um and part of that was i think i was told certain things in high school and college that I would be really good at certain things. Mm. Um, and I took on those statements as expectations. Um, I was told I'd be a great preacher and be asked to preach at different places, or I'd be a killer youth pastor. And I'm just, I'm not like, and, um, one, I've, hardly been asked to preach anywhere. Um, I've, I've been asked to preach at like a French church once. Um, and, but the, like 
I say that it even feels weird just talking about that, but like, um, I only say that as an example of like, that's where I've been and where I've struggled. And it doesn't matter if I have or haven't been asked to, to preach mm. other places, but like, that's just the reality of where I was sitting. Like I was almost like waiting, like, when am I going to get my call? Right. When, when I'm going to get called out of the bullpen and coach is going to, by coach, I mean, God's going to like call me up and give me the opportunity to, to preach and do my circuit of camps or conferences or whatever. Um, and, uh, and similar to like the youth pastor thing, like I just thought like I would just kill it. And there's been so many things that I've done horribly wrong. Um, there've been a number of things I think I've done well. Um, cause I don't think I'm a bad youth pastor. Again, it's not a self-deprecation thing. It's a rightly ordering thing. Like I'm just not the best youth pastor out there. And I'm learning that that's okay. Like mm-hmm. I thought that I would be, I just thought I'd be amazing and I'd be the best. And, um, which sounds very prideful because it was. Um, and I've just been humbling or being humbled um, in that, like, I don't know everything and that's okay. And I'm actually learning different things that I'm, that I am good at and the way that I'm designed and created of, of how I can contribute and be the part of the body that I'm called to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, cause obviously Jesus is the head, but I wanted to be whatever was the next important thing <laughs> after, <laughs> after the head, that was the role I wanted to play. Um, and I just don't think that that's it. I actually think I'm more of the person who's going to pour into the person who is going to be the next important piece of the body, so to speak. Like that, like my, a love of mine is developing people and pouring in people and helping them thrive. Um, and so I think that's the role that I get to play is actually pushing Christ followers to be all that they can be for him. Um, and just to live the completely surrendered and devoted life. So, um, Mm. Yeah, that feels like a lot of rambling, but it's kind of where I've been. Any follow-up questions? Because I'm not sure if there's anything else to add um, to that. I had one, and then I lost it. When I asked you if there was a follow-up question, you no, lost it. And it was like uh, a minute or two before that. I was like, shoot, what was I going to say? That's okay. We're really tired, y'all. <laughs> I don't even know if you can tell in our tones tonight, but it is... It's a tired one. It's currently 9.45 at night. The kids have After been up service. a lot this week. They've been up a lot in the middle of the night this week. Yeah. yeah. Just a more sleepy week. Yeah. But um, for us, like, you know, like I just said earlier, just that I believe that humility is so core. So we've talked about it a lot um, in other podcasts because I think humility permeates all these other areas of our lives that we've been discussing. Like it's humble to submit our finances. Like we talked about a few weeks ago or to, um, to be obedient, to, to follow through on what God's asking us to do. Like Peter and Lindsay talked about with Garfield park and going, um, on mission with their church to that look that location on Thursday nights. And so like just this idea that humility permeates everything that we do, but I just felt like I wanted to take even just a, a shorter time tonight just to highlight humility and how important it is to surrender and submit. Um, Cause really like the ultimate, I think like the ultimate baseline structure, at least for Christ followers is to be humble is like this posture of bowing before Jesus. And the, the idea of bowing before like a King um, was the fact that they could take your life, that your head was down and you were in a submissive posture that they could, they could take your life in that moment and you were entrusting to them your life. And so like, for me, like that's the, that's the physical posture 
of humility or the rep- the physical representation of humility. And that like, I'm bowing before Jesus with my head down and he's not going to take my life, but it is a, uh, you could God, like I'm, I'm giving it to you. It is completely yours. And therefore it, that if I'm, if I'm surrendering and giving him the entirety of my life, then every decision that I make, everything that I do, the way that I parent, the way that um, I'm a husband, the way that I spend my money, the way that I manage my time, like all of that has to be surrendered to him because my, the entirety of my life is his. So anything that I do while I'm breathing should be devoted to him. And so like we have to live in that humility. Um, and I just think of Philippians 2 so often with humility that where it says that Jesus humbled himself and became obedient even yeah. to death on a cross. Like mm. um, that Jesus in his human state chose to die um, or chose to humble himself um, in that moment and as God died. Um, and so like, because as God, he des- he's deserving of glory. He's not deserving of, of death. And so he humbled himself and recognized that he needed to do this on our behalf um, in being fully man and fully God simultaneously. And it's like, man, if Jesus, who is the son of God, had everything in perfect community with the Trinity, um, humbled himself to where he was wiping dirty disciples' feet, like, who am I? Like, who am I? And again, that's not a self-deprecating thing, but our world is so hyped up, like even like our Christian world and Christian leadership conferences and all this, so like so hyped up and you can be the best leader that you can be and da da da. It's like all this hype stuff. And I'm like, I just, yeah, I do think God's created certain people to be leaders, but we're first servants. Like we are first servants and that takes humility so much humility um and even with jesus like we just don't see any hype around jesus like he just is faithful he is consistent he speaks truth and that draws some and pushes many more away and um i just want to be a humble servant Hmm. so that's where i'm at (laughs) any other thoughts from you is that came to mind as I was talking? Um, just a couple of practical things. On yeah, that's good. We don't do a lot of practical. <laughs> it's probably helpful. Yeah. Just thinking about that more recently on, um, so last week I preached with one of our high schoolers and she just brought up very consistently throughout the message how to practically do something. Hmm. And I realized how important it was to her to know how to practically do something or offer it to someone. Yeah. Because she said there's sometimes I feel like the messages are good, but I don't know how to practically walk away with something. Um, so thank you, Cadence, <laughs> <laughs> for that. But the practicality of practicing humility in a just a couple or a few things that were running through my head with that is one I've been praying for humility. Um, Y'all, there will be no shortage of possibilities for you to (laughs) practice humility, to be humbled. Um, So don't be surprised when you start to experience things that hurt a little bit emotionally Um, because that's where you start to have the opportunity to recognize your flesh in a new way and surrender it to the spirit and kill your flesh. Like 
dying to yourself, your desires, your, like your fleshly desires, your, um, fleshly drives, um, temptations that lead you away from the heart of God. Um, man, they can look like so many millions of little things and lots of big things. And I think sometimes what's surprising me the most about all this is how much it's all the little things a thought I think here that I take on as truth or Mm. a word I say there or a word that can skew truth by just a smudge Mm. or a smidge that like just, I just altered it by like leaving that portion out or adding that portion or something to skew me in a light that isn't totally true for my own benefit, whether that's, I feel awkward about telling the truth or I don't want people to really know what was going on. Um, that is an opportunity to be humble where I chose mm. sin. Yeah. Um, so just how many tiny little things, moments were given to practice humility. Every moment we're given the opportunity. Um, and so servitude is one of those things, like truly serving and working at everything as if I am working for the Lord and not for man. So not serving begrudgingly, but with joy. And not like, I'm doing this, but I'm not going to have enough energy later. Like, why can't someone do this for me? But truly, like, I am not my own. My life is not mine. Um, And one of the ways I have to come to terms with that is by choosing contentment and sacrificing discontentment in comparison. Because I feel like as soon as I start comparing myself to other people or their gifts and abilities, what God has called them to, I can get sideswiped so fast Mm -hmm. if I let my mind just run. Because the battlefield is in our mind, y'all. That's where it starts. Because out of our minds and what we allow to permeate there becomes what we believe in our hearts, and that's what flows out of us. And God says He can transform our hearts through the renewing of our minds. So we have to pick to believe what is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, worthy of praise. Um. And that's by taking every thought captive and making it obedient to Christ. But all of that can only happen when we're letting the Holy Spirit do that in us and we're letting him lead us. So being in the word, because the word will teach you so much, so much about like humility or who God is and who we are or our own sinful patterns and habits and yet his grace and forgiveness. Or even just reminding me, like, I can't even understand everything, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not the best. And it brings up humility often and love and service and forgiveness and how God's kingdom is like this upside down thing compared to our world that says like success looks like this or you should be this, you should have this um, to be important. And God's word never says be important. (laughs) And I think like that's our striving. Like we want to be remembered. We want to be doing something important, but it isn't about us. So just practically, like being in the word, being in prayer, like listening to the voice of God, um, discerning his, his voice, asking him to teach you humility, asking him to make you humble, not just teach it to you, but that you would actually take those lessons and become humble and then killing comparison and discontentment with joy and allowing, um, the joy of the Lord to be our strength. This last week I was reading Isaiah 30 and within like a 24 hour period, God brought up this verse like five times. So I want to share it because it was clearly important. I still don't know 
what all that was for. Like if it was just for me, so I, I would be writing on my heart or if I'm also to be sharing it with others. So as I feel prompted, I share it. But it, it's in Isaiah 30, and I think it's verse 15, where it says, The Lord God, the Holy One of Israel said, In quiet, no, in returning, which in this context means repentance or a changing of your mind, in returning and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and trust will be your strength. And none of those things um, suit pride very well mm. because. When you're proud, you're like chaotic and anxious and working towards something all the time or always being busy so you feel important or so you look important or so you're not silent with your thoughts and quiet before the Lord. So just this idea that, again, returning to the Lord, changing my mind back to Him and resting in who He is will be my salvation. And when I'm in quietness, which is also humble, like, why don't we all just practice shutting up for a while? Hmm. Like, that's hard. Yeah. But in quietness and trust, like trusting God, bowing before Him, giving Him my life, trusting that He is who He says He is, and that I am who He says I am, and that He made me me on purpose. Like, He didn't make a mistake putting me in the family I was supposed to be in, in the country, in the city, in the town, with the job, with the kids. Like, going down some random path of what if only creates chaos inside of us, but just a, a true acceptance of this is who I'm made to be in this place right now, being humbled before the Lord, that like, I'm not going to be some big, important somebody. And some days that really bothers me mm-hmm. because somewhere in me that makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong or I'm missing something or I'm not doing quote the most. But as I surrender in humility before the Lord, Denying myself, picking up my cross daily and following after him, loving him, loving others. Like he just shows me that the greatest freedom is just in being completely surrendered and sacrificed before him. And when I stand before him someday, that will be what matters. Not how much money was in my bank account because I was super famous and had all this income coming in because people wanted to like know me and be around me and like... I don't know what that is about our humanness that we just want to scratch that part of us that makes makes us want to feel important. Mm-hmm. But we're not. <laughs> and yet we are. Like, to God, he, he's God of the universe, and it's all about him, and yet he gave everything for us. So yeah. we're clearly important to him. But when we turn around and make ourselves important, yeah. so when we're doing the very opposite of what he came to give us. Yeah. It's not that we're not important. It's that we have to be in the right order. Yeah. That it's yeah. him and then it's the creation. And the, the difference in the posture of my heart too, of like I want to be important versus yeah. like thank you that I am before you, but also this isn't about me mm-hmm. because you're the most important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like I could quite literally talk about this for hours mm-hmm. and all the different ways that God has been – teaching me humility and ushering me into, I mean, there was one week, it was literally within five days, I felt like I was smacked by a two by four, three times, just like every other day, something big happened where I was like, man, I'm not awesome. Like, I'm just not awesome. Yeah. Um, But God is, and he made me Haley for a reason and put me in the place he wanted me to be in. Even if it looks different than what I thought and when I can surrender 
even all of that. Like that was the second part. Um, I think I talked about this last week in the podcast, but of humility is just renouncing everything to be a disciple, abandoning it all. So abandoning even my dreams or desires or my well wishes, like for me, when I say that, I mean, well, I wish <laughs> that like this had been my call that I could be living in Africa or I could be speaking at all these things, writing books. I don't even know what, what all that would be, right? But just the acceptance of this is where God has me and he didn't make a mistake, but I can surrender myself to his transformation and his miraculous work inside of me. And that will be true freedom. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. As mm-hmm. we uh, tiredly talk about <laughs> <Yeah>. humility. So, <laughs> um, but truly, I hope that um, you spend some time this week and just sit before God and let Him speak into you. Because it's not about us fighting, but it's about Him pouring out His love on us and us staying close to Him and connected to the divine. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, everybody. I hope you have an awesome week. We'll see you later. Bye.